Good morning, team. Happy Tuesday, the 8th of March, 2022. Hope you're having a good day so far. Um, got a couple of announcements, some changes. Um, the first announcement is next Thursday, the 17th of this month, got another live training, which is on Zoom. It will be recorded for anyone that can't make it, but it is extra useful to attend because you can interact, learn, ask questions. And um, I think it's really good for motivation to be there at the time. Um, and I'll send out a Zoom link. And the topic this month is going to be systemizing high performance. The last training was around getting your dream transformation, what it's going to take to do that. And then this month, we're going into systemizing high performance because we all set high standards. We all want to achieve big things. We want to progress. But ultimately, to get the results that you want, it depends on the things that go on behind the scenes, the small habits, the small changes that make it easy for you to perform better. So you require systems to perform at a high level. That's the first announcement. And in regards to the podcast, going forward, I've decided it's going to be two every month. And then one's going to be around mindset and one's going to be around skill set. Mindset element around how to approach it mentally. Um, keeping yourself in a good headspace so that you can perform better. And then the skill set is actually hands-on topics, whether it's around lifestyle, training, nutrition, and performing better. So those are the announcements I've got today. And um, last week, I didn't feel great on the Tuesday. And I went to do it on the Wednesday, I went to record the podcast on the Wednesday, and it came out awful. Um, I still had a sore throat, I still didn't feel great. But we're back and functioning this week, but going forward, it's going to be every other week. Next week, we've got the live training. The following week, the podcast will be on again. Okay, so what I want to talk about today is kind of interlinked a little bit with systemizing high performance, but it's not going to spoil the actual training. It's around discipline. Um, a few people have asked me recently, how do I build more discipline? Um, so you're already aware that motivation is transient, it comes and goes. But now the question is, how do I get more discipline? The first thing I want people to realize is that there's some area in your life that you're disciplined. What is discipline? You persevere, you do it even when you don't feel like it, and you're consistent. There's some area of your life that you do that, whether it's a relationship, whether it's in your job, whether it's Whatever the case may be, but the common denominator is that you value it and you believe in yourself in the process. So discipline is something that you have. It's just that you either don't value, you haven't connected adaptive health and fitness yet, and maybe you're reluctantly doing things, going through the process half-heartedly because you don't believe in yourself. You've got one foot in, one foot out. So the actual way to build discipline it's very simple. It's very straightforward. There's no magic hack for it. And it is by using the muscle. The same way you build your biceps by doing curls. You don't get the biceps before you do the curls. People think that way. People think 
well, I need bigger muscles to lift the weight. No, you've got to, you've got to lift the weight first. You start small and then you get bigger muscles. So the same goes with discipline. You start small and that's where most people go wrong. They want to go from zero to 100. Oh yeah, I saw a video of someone online doing um, a 100 day challenge. No carbs for 100 days or something like that. And ultimately that tests your discipline too much for where you're at right now in that area of your life that you're in right now that it breaks. And it's not the fact that it breaks that is a problem. It's also that you don't believe in yourself anymore and you reinforce the belief that, oh, I'm just never going to be disciplined. Whereas instead, just like anything else, if I was to be taken to your job or your area of expertise, you'd take me with you and you'd say, Brenton, I want you to start with this. The first step, the most simple thing. And then after you've got that right, we compound it on it. We add something else on top of it. That's the same in this area. You don't want to overwhelm yourself because you put yourself off. So with discipline, let's say it's getting up early in the morning or it might be eating more protein. You want to start with a small target. So if it's getting up in the morning, don't make it too early compared to where you're at right now. Why not bring it half an hour early? You get up at seven for work. You want to do a little bit of a morning morning routine before work. Okay, let's put it 10 minutes earlier. So you've got 10 minutes to yourself. Yes, it would be nice to have an hour and be able to read and run and all these different things that you probably see on YouTube, but we've got to start small. That is not wasted. It's not as black and white as RV. It's a waste of time or it's good for me. No, Rome wasn't built in a day. So discipline is built. And then over time, you compound. And on top of that, you want to create a positive relationship with discipline. I've learned in my experience, and I'm going through this at the moment, that I've got a very unhealthy relationship with discipline, which means I see it as restrictive, someone holding me back, a bad thing, I've done something wrong, and I'm now I'm being punished. And ultimately, if I have that relationship with discipline, that's going to make me procrastinate on doing difficult things, doing things that require discipline, because no one wants to feel that way. It kind of reminds me of school, it kind of reminds me of someone bossing me about. Whereas with discipline, the more positive association that's on the other side of it, the more likely we're to do it. So when it comes to weight loss, it might take six weeks, 12 weeks for the positive association to come to fruition, to come to surface. Now I can fit in those jeans. Now I can fit in that top. Now I've got more energy. You might have to wait a bit longer. And this is where it's important to start celebrating small wins and giving yourself permission to celebrate them, literally. Because in those little steps, I went to the gym three times this week. I'm going to reward myself. Now there's a positive association. What are you going to do for yourself when you hit that target of four workouts a week? Really think about that. What's a reward for you that is going to reinforce that habit, make you feel proud, not feel guilty, and that you've deserved? Yes, you can have a takeaway. Yes, you can have a chocolate bar. It's not going to ruin the results. The same goes with early mornings. If I wake up early every day in the week, I get to do this thing that I enjoy, watch my favorite program. 
on the evening or I get to read this book in the morning that I like. Apart from mornings, I don't get to read it. This creates an extra positive association with the thing. We're not dressing up. We're not being airy-fairy. Yes, it's not easy to get up. Yes, gym workouts will be tough. But we're also aware that the more positive association we have with it, the easier it is to do. Whereas if we always see getting up early, going to the gym, eating certain foods as taking away from you negative, that's all you're going to think about. And that's exhausting. And that's where it taxes our willpower. So discipline is very important, but it's more important how we have a relationship to discipline. And I'm going through this too at the moment. And I'll leave with a quote that a guy called John Maxwell says, most people want to feel good so that they can do things. And John Maxwell says, I do things so that I can feel good. So all he does is he's flipped it on its head. He takes action on things because he knows how he will feel afterwards. He might reward himself, but he also feels a sense of accomplishment, feeling proud of himself, blew off some steam, who knows, whatever it might be. Whereas most people are conditioned to think, I want to feel good so that then I'll go to the gym, so that then I will carry on eating better. And that's the the trap of motivation, like I've spoke about before. Motivation is nice, but people get addicted to it. It's like sugar. Sugar isn't bad, but when we become addicted to it, it's not good for us. It's not a long, sustainable source of energy. You have a Mars bar before a workout, it will give you a little pump, it will wake you up, get you going, but then there's a quick come down. It won't be fueling you after the workout, the next day, and all that kind of stuff. That's the same as motivation. It's nice. You enjoy it. Enjoy it. I don't want you to not enjoy it, but don't become attached to it. Don't expect it. If you expect it, all those gaps between when you are motivated and when you're not are going to be low spells of you beating yourself up and asking yourself, why am I not motivated? Maybe something's wrong. Maybe I should stop. Whereas instead, as I said to someone this week, use that as a chance to build discipline. Without without the absence of motivation, you cannot build discipline. That's an opportunity to build it. Both are useful, but you want to rely on one that is way more reliable, way more sustainable, and something that's in your control. We can't control motivation, but you can control discipline. And this this takes me into the highs and the lows of training and nutrition. When we get attached to both, um, when we hit the low points, and I do this personally, I really try and make sense of it. Meaning, oh God, I really don't fancy working today. Got all these things to do. It's not looking the way I want it to look. All that kind of stuff. We've got to start calling a spade a spade and seeing it for what it is. You're in a low place. You're lacking motivation. You're creating problems in your head. You're thinking the worst. And we get attached to that too. And when we're there, we start to say, 
I'm always like this. Even if it was half an hour for the day, even if it was one day of the week, even if you revisit once a month, you start to say, this is just me. Whereas it's not because you've been motivated before, you've been consistent before, which is, let's say, in the middle. So when we get attached to the highs and the lows, we struggle to stay consistent, which is the middle ground. And once again, this doesn't mean don't enjoy the highs. And it doesn't mean there won't be any lows. It just means see it for what it is. It's part of the process. It's part of everything process. Every relationship, every marriage, every workout, every career, every hobby. Nothing is plain sailing. And as the saying goes, smooth seas don't make skillful sailors. To be a skillful sailor, you have to experience choppy water. Who would you say is more skillful and trustworthy out at sea? A person that has been through choppy seas or a person that is only used to smooth seas? You have to experience the lows. You have to experience the highs. You have to experience the come downs in the comparison to the highs. So that you can get better at adjusting back to baseline. And that's what we call consistency. Everyone loves consistency. We're like consistent people. People, I hear people say that all the time. As long as you're consistent, or if you, you don't even like a certain person that you work with, they're a bit grumpy, they're a bit whatever, they're a bit cynical. But you know what? At least what you see is what you get with them. I know where I stand with them. They're consistent. I'd rather that than someone that pretends to be nice. And then when push comes to shove, when it comes to crunch time, we find out, no, you're not really that, are you? They don't put the money where the mouth is. They talk a good game. And we don't like that. I don't think we like that as human beings. We like integrity. We like consistency. We like honesty. So strive for that because you will like yourself more for that. You'll trust yourself more for that. And you will allow yourself to have the low points. You'll allow yourself to enjoy yourself, have the high points and have days off and all that kind of stuff. If you know, deep down, I am consistent. So first things first, build that consistency by coming back to baseline, not getting too attached to the highs and not judging yourself too much for the lows because they're inevitable. That's all that changes over time. They don't go away. They just happen less frequently and you don't get as affected by them. That's what I've learned. I've noticed that I used to be very bad with technology. And when I was becoming an online coach, it was really difficult for me to get used to all these systems that I had to build to get used to, um, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the online coaching app, all these different things. And I get very annoyed when I'd hit a barrier or something was difficult or I couldn't do something yet. But then I've noticed Certain areas of my life, I'd experience similar blocks, barriers, plateaus, but I'd enjoy it. And I'd be like, oh, okay. 
this is a new challenge. The gym's been one. Certain games I've played has been another. Other areas where I'm intrigued and I don't take it personal. I don't think that this is the end of the story. Whereas with technology, for example, I thought I'm trying to prove that I'm good at technology. I'm trying to prove that I'm good at this area of my life. And because I wanted it so bad and because I was trying to prove myself, I was resisting every little lesson, every little obstacle, because that was feedback to myself that I can't do it yet. I'm not good enough. What if I can't do it? There's no reason to say you can't do it. Everything that you're experiencing in the process right now, someone has been through and have the, they've come out the other side. Someone that looks like you, someone that might be the same age as you, someone's got the same struggles as you, someone's got the same personality type as you. There's no exception. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, it takes time. Yes, it takes perseverance. But it's not impossible. And as I said to a client the other day, and they nearly threw up when I said it because it was so positive and it made me laugh. She said, it's impossible. I said, no, it's not impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. When you look at things from a different way, it empowers you. So all I encourage you to do this week is to be curious and look at what you're going through from a different perspective. When we become stuck, we become very narrow-minded about this is the way it is and that's it. And if anyone even asks you a question about it or challenges it, if you're, if you're in the place where you get het up, angry about it, that's a sign that you were attached to seeing it in a certain way. But the only person that suffers is you. Yes, it's okay to be frustrated. Yes, it's okay to hit a plateau. But if you stay stuck, but also close-minded at the same time, I have this very firm belief, you are hurt, only hurting yourself. I see an analogy in my head. And this is nothing I've read before, but it literally popped into my mind the other day. It's like someone being stuck in a hole and someone coming by and saying, oh, I've got a rope for you that's going to help you get out that hole. And you're like, no, thanks. I don't like that rope. It's not the kind of rope I was thinking about. I want a different one. And the person at the, above the hole is like, oh, I'm sure any, hope, any rope you'd be grateful for, but okay. And then there's you in the hole and you try and throw your own rope up and then hope that you can pull yourself up like that. Because ultimately, where you are right now, where I am right now, where we all are right now in different areas of our lives is an outcome of what we know about that thing, what we genuinely know about it. Because there's knowing, oh, I've read a book about calories, I've read a book about how to squat, but then there's actually experiencing and understanding what it actually is. And I think that's one of the things of... This time, the information age, the thing is, everyone is a jack of all trades, a master of nothing. Everyone knows a little bit about everything. Everyone's read an article about Taekwondo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, something. And it's very easy to think, oh, I know that now. There's a very early narcissistic phase 
that people, we all can go through where we know a little bit of knowledge and because we know that, we think, oh, okay, I've got that sorted now. And as soon as you think you've got it, as soon as you think you know, that's when you lose it. That's when you stop learning. That's when you stop growing. Um, I think it's like some of the, I, think, I don't know if it's the Karate Kid films, like it says, about always being a student. Continue to be a student because it's only going to help you stay open-minded because then you can keep moving forward. As soon as you get closed-minded, that's when yeah, you, you stop giving yourself the opportunity opportunity to change and evolve. So I hope that's been useful today. I look forward to the live training next Thursday, which is systemizing high performance. I hope you have a great week this week. Re-listen to this episode. If anything's run true and you're going to actually implement it around the discipline, around creating a better relationship with discipline by adding some positive associations to it. After the gym, I get to do this. After when I wake up early, I get to do that and so on. Have a great week and speak to you all soon.